Um, this session is all about evangelism, um, which is a fancy word for sharing the gospel. And, uh, but the main thing I want to focus on here is actually the transformation of culture. And so this uh, session is titled A Supernatural Renaissance, Creating for Cultural Transformation. <clears throat> and I'm just going to kind of uh, give us a little introduction, and then I'm going to ask Todd and Caleb to come up. So um, just the uh, dictionary definition of renaissance, when you hear the definition, you're going to be like, this is a cool word. We're going to make t-shirts. Renaissance means simply a rebirth or revival. Woo! We, we want revival, right? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we think of revival as the Holy Spirit coming in a church meeting and people getting healed and stuff like that. And you're like, we're going to the revival, you know, and there's like a tent and stuff like that. It might be the old school way. Um, for me, revival has always been you know, like God's presence being so tangible that we're on our faces and that kind of thing, which that's all part of it. That is part of it. But the, the part of revival or renaissance that, that we want to bring out today is actually the transformation of culture that requires creativity to take place. Okay? And so um, also the word renaissance, if you give it a capital R, that is the renaissance that we're all familiar with, right? So that is um, in history. Um, that definition is the humanistic revival of classic art, architecture, literature, and learning that originated in Italy in the 14th century and later spread through Europe. So, but the cool thing about that is that that kind of led out of the Dark Ages with this boom of inventions and technology and all the art. You know, a lot of the most famous artwork came out of the Renaissance. And so there's really something about revival that, that can change culture. And we know that... Uh, that renaissance um, definitely made a mark. So I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to birth a supernatural renaissance through you guys. All right. So, so to have a renaissance, we need that revival. And so let's talk about transforming culture through creativity. So when you think about culture, like if, if you say someone's cultured, or if you go to another country and you think about culture... What does that really include? That includes language, right? That includes kind of the clothes they wear. That includes um, holidays, food. Food is a big one. That includes kind of their celebrations. And uh, any, any others? Can you guys think of anything else? Music. Yeah, absolutely. Huh? Dance, art. Yeah. Yeah, everything, all of, the, all of those expressions of creativity really uh, go back to that culture. And you can actually define a culture by, or, or vice versa, define the artwork by the culture, right? So if something is from, from uh, China, it probably has a certain look to it, right? Because that, that's culture. Okay, so, um, so does creativity really impact culture? Yes, definitely. Uh, so, um, so like in the Renaissance, inventions advance and bless society. Medical solutions, uh, there's you know computer programming can totally change a culture. Construction, teaching school, the power of media, all these things. So within the past week, I'm going to ask you guys some questions. Within the past week, have you guys purchased a song from iTunes? 
Are you serious? Spotify or Pandora, anybody? Has anyone listened to music in the past week? There we go, okay. Maybe I'm just behind the times. Has anyone bought a cassette tape in the past? No. Okay. How about, has anyone watched a movie, TV, Netflix? Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Has anyone posted a photo on Instagram, Facebook, social media? Have you taken a photo with your phone in the past? Yep. Okay. How about, um, has anyone read a blog? Yeah? Or or read anything like that? Okay. Has anyone eaten food in the past week? (laughs) Okay, Okay, good, good. Except for all the righteous fasting people. Okay. Um, um, Here's here's my favorite. Has anyone worn clothes in the past week? Okay, good. So good. Okay. Okay, um, right now, is anyone wearing a logo or, t- or design of some sort? Anyone? There's a logo, there's a logo, there's a logo, okay. All right. Has anyone used an app on your phone or sent an email? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, has anything purchased something from a business? Yeah. Yeah, okay, awesome. So, all of those things are... Creativity. I'm just going to rattle off what we just said. We just did music. We did creative media. We did photography, writing, culinary, fashion design, graphic design, technology, programmers, inventors, and entrepreneurs. Right? Does that stuff impact culture? Does that stuff impact everyday life? Absolutely. Okay. Good. So... Oh, I just had this note. I thought this was good. Entrepreneurs are in the art of creating business ideas. I thought that was good. Okay. So, with that in mind, we are called to create culture, not imitate it. So, Romans 12, 1 and 2 from the Passion Translation says, Stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's perfect plan for you, living a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So we are called to create culture, not imitate it. When we are inwardly transformed by the renewing of our mind with the word of God and with relationship with God, the culture of the kingdom is established within us and then is expressed in our outward behavior. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and call it Todd and Caleb. And we're just going to kind of talk about what that looks like whenever we allow the inward kingdom to come out in whatever creative realm that we're called to and what that's going to look like when we impact culture. So one thing I would like to talk about, let's see. So so we might be familiar with um, sort of negative creativity. Has anyone experienced that? You know, you like, there's like heavy metal, satanic rock band and stuff like that. So, so where does all of that work into creativity? Because that's a reality, right? That there is negative creativity. So Caleb, would you kind of talk about that? Yeah, sure. I used to be really good at negative creativity. (laughs) I practiced it all the time. Um, yeah, uh, well, I mean, for me, the most obvious one probably is like music because it's always on blast. Like, 
I used to work at the YMCA and they would have like Kids Bop, you know? And like some of the songs on Kids Bop, not for kids. <laughs> I mean, nothing against Kids Bop. I just was just thinking, I think the one of the loudest ways things like that are broadcast are either through the television shows we watch or um, like music and stuff. And it's usually like overt, um, mature themes, we'll just say. Um, and things of that nature that, that cause us to like, you know, uh, a lot of people to stumble. And so I think uh, when it comes to the nature of creativity and what we're talking about creating from a place with God is that really the medium that's being used, like how it's being used doesn't necessarily make that medium corrupt. And I think that's where we've gotten confused as the church is like just because, because let me describe heavy metal to you guys, okay? It's some guys with guitars, okay? Let's pretend there, there's no satanic imagery. Let's take all the satanic imagery away, all the uh, stars and circles and goat's heads and blood and, you know, Slayer and, you know, all that. Let's take all of that away, okay? Let's pretend they all look like guys like Han, you know? And they're just like, you know, just friendly, you know, great smile. He's smiling now because I called on him. <laughs> you know, they don't look like big bearded, like Dimebag Daryl or any of these, some of you will get the reference, uh, these crazy people. Uh, let's take all that away. And let's just look at what they're doing. They're playing guitar, okay? They've got a pedal that's got some chips in it that causes their guitar tone to distort, okay? They're playing certain chord structures, and they're playing them very quickly, and they're using different techniques to create a sound. That's all heavy metal is. And so when you talk about the sound itself, the sound itself is not evil. It's a medium, now, because of the association that's been created with it through our bearded, satanic-loving friends, uh, <laughs> that was a joke, but we've created this association with the medium that says anytime that medium is playing, it's obviously evil. Why? Because there's some association with it. Now, there's some things, guys, there's never going to be a day when certain things that are shown on TV are going to be okay for Christians to partner with. I mean, that's obvious. Uh, there's some very obvious things that are totally anti-biblical, you know? Like, um, I mean, I'm just trying to be, you know, cautious what I say, but you guys know what I'm talking about. There's certain, like, stuff that's not okay, you know? Um, but as far as, like, how it's being used, you know, there are guys, there are Christian guys, spirit-filled Christians who are in heavy metal bands, and they don't tell anyone they're Christians. And they go and they do uh, shows for kids with other satanic bands. And then they have ministry time after the show, and the kids don't understand what's happening or why they're crying when they're listening to their music, and they're having encounters with God. Why? Because the medium isn't what's corrupt. It's the motivation behind the medium. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before the crucifixion, before we were born again, there was, um, I mean, there's so many people in the Old Testament that take a victory from God and turn it into something bad. Like I was reading again, Gideon with the ephod he makes, he takes all these jewel, jewelry and stuff from all these people and he turns it into, uh, this golden ephod, which whose idea was the ephod? 
it was God's idea. It was his idea. And it was part of the tabernacle of Moses. But Gideon creates one and they, they do idolic, or idolatry with it. They worship false, it as a false idol. And so they were taking the medium that God had created and they turned it and self-served. And so you see that a lot in the Old Testament where people will take the creativity that God is releasing on the earth and they, they over time will pervert it because they don't have the heart of, of what, you know, they don't have a redeemed heart. But now because of Christ's blood and through his redemption and us being born again, our natural inclination is no longer idolatry. Why? Because you've been born again. You're a new creation. Okay, what were you made into? You back into the spiritual image of your father. And so, yes, we're overcoming our soul in that. But I, we have to remember that as long as our heart really is to serve God, like, I think you know, right? Do I want to serve God? If your answer is yes, okay, that's a gr- you're good. Okay, <laughs> it's not hard. And so we need to be free and understand that we've been cleansed in that process. So maybe there's some mediums that you've been scared to use because the association with it and it doesn't ha- it doesn't this medium doesn't like necessarily lead to sin you know what i'm saying but it's just a medium and some of you have felt hindered by that because of how it's associated with uh with other people um and so i think we just need to have that understanding that the christ and his sacrifice has washed away that old mindset and we're getting a new mind we have the mind of christ right is that true? We have the mind of Christ. Okay, that means we think like Jesus thinks. It means we must have some really good ideas. And so we need to allow ourselves to, to have that revelation. Yeah. All right, and so, so in that, along with that, um, one of the things we want to do, and I think, I think you guys covered that in your venting with God maybe, but it's the dividing... Can you guys see? This is really low. There we go. I can see you now. <laughs> it's the... Um, dividing the line between sacred and secular, right? And that's something we want to do with our, with our creativity. And so, for example, if you're a singer and you're really gifted at singing, to think that the only way you can serve God with your singing is to be on a worship team is actually incorrect thinking. Because what if God gave you that gift of singing, and what if you are called to be a pop star? What if you're called to be a pop star who is so grounded in the Word of God and who is so in submission to godly leadership that he is actually equipping you to go into the epicenter of the world's culture and transform it from the inside out. Right? So I, I got this picture. Any Star Wars fans out there? Yeah. Okay, so the only way to defeat the Death Star, to destroy the Death Star, was to go inside of it and blow it up from the inside, right? You guys remember that? Many people died to get us these plans. Okay. <laughs> so, so they went and they got the plans. They go inside the Death Star. Dangerous place. This, this is a thing that can destroy entire planets, right? It's a great, really a great picture. They go into the very center of it and blow it up from the inside. So what if you're called to be a pop star who is God gives you, Holy Spirit gives you plans to the Death Star. <laughs> he sends you inside the, the epicenter of, of this world culture. And as a pop star with influence in the world, 
you're able to blow that up with the kingdom that's inside of you. There's some people sitting in here, and that could be your call. And so, um, so Todd, would you talk kind of more about that? First of all, is there someone here with the name Samantha or Sam? First name or middle name? Anyone? All right. Um, we, um, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of view. Uh, I have a lot of uh, views on this. Um, one of my, my passion and, and my heart's desire is to go into the secular world and, and play in the secular world. And forever and ever, I thought that was bad juju. You know, you don't do that. You know, you're a Christian. You don't go over here to, you know, who gave the name secular to secular? The Christians did, man. We said, that's secular. Don't go there. And, and, and that's like I was talking this morning. We just surrendered ground, you know. There are things, there are crazy things, you know, um, um, that is in the arts industry, that's in the performance industry, you know, that, that um, it was, uh, how, how long ago was it we went up to Tulsa, uh, Mead, you and I, and about a month ago. Um, went up to Tulsa to see a show of one of my favorite guitar players. His name's Mark Ford. And uh, if you've heard of the Black Crows, he was the guitar player for the Black Crows. Well, he had left the Black Crows. He had, he had gotten saved and really turned on to the Lord. And um, uh, I, I got the opportunity to go backstage and visit with him. And uh, I knew he, he was a Christian. You know, I, I knew uh, he, he had this conversion, but yet he was still playing in the world, okay? He was still playing in the clubs and, and that whole scene and arenas and whatever. And matter of fact, he told me he was fixing to join back up with the Black Crows. But um, one of the things that I came away from that is because I, I got to have a good conversation with him. And one of the things that, that I took away from that was I really would love to see Christians raise up with the hearts to go into that and not to have to go live that life and come out of that life and then go back into that life. Because you could still see a lot of the world had him hooked, you know, and I'm not saying he wasn't victorious because I, I, I know he was victorious. Me, me and him had a, a really good talk. But what I think, it, you know, it's like sometimes you go and you say, well, you can't minister to the drug addict because you were never a drug addict. That's, that's not true, man. You know, um, I've watched, uh, I've been with my brother-in-law, uh, Greg Clarkson, a lot of you know him, and and he was never a drug addict or an alcoholic or anything. And, and that man has more to bring into people's lives no matter what situation or walk of life they've ever been in or are in, you know. And so I think it's really one of my heart's desires is to see 
the, the church raise up. I mean the true church, you know, uh, radical people that say our culture is to change the world from the inside out, man. And, and we're going to go into the belly of the beast and, and we're going to do it. You know, we're, we're going to go in there and, um, we're going to be who we are. We're going to live our life before them and we're, we're, we're going to see it happen. You know, uh, I've had the opportunity, uh, uh, to, to play up in Tulsa and stuff with uh, my nephew. He plays up there a lot. And the thing is, is, uh, you don't go in there and you don't say, you see this five pound Bible. I'm fixing to whack you upside the head with it, man. And you're going to get converted. You, you go in and love well. You just go in and love well. And then everybody starts calling you Uncle Todd. Yeah. Matter of fact, the other night when we went to that show, uh, there was a band opening up and I knew all the guys in that band. When I came in, they were like, Uncle Todd, what are you doing here? And, and I was like, Hey guys, you know, but, but believe it or not, we can convince ourselves that we don't have an in with it. We can say we, we, we can't go there because I never lived it. Or we can't go there because, um, it, 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 I, I don't, I don't feel called to do that. I'm going to tell you, uh, several years ago, we were playing a gig downtown and, uh, we went and we played a whole secular song list, man. Um, we didn't invite most of you because we didn't want to be judged. So sorry about that. But, but we went in, we played everything from Almond, Blo- Almond Brothers to I don't know what. We played Rolling Stones, everything, you know. And, and at the end, we, we, we ended by doing, um, this is amazing grace. And, and you'd be, you'd be surprised, man. I said, Hey, we want to do one of our favorite gospel songs, you know. And, and that terminology to everybody, they think we're going to do a, a, you know, some glad morning when this life's over. I hope I fly away, you know, but man, when we started playing that with the prophetic anointing that God dropped, and that's the thing, if there's a propheticness to you, if there's an anointing on you, you will shift the atmosphere. You will shift it. I mean, just as easy as turning a faucet on and turning it off. Because the minute we started playing that, we were sitting next to the five-point beer stand. Everybody just started, you just felt everything shift. And everybody was just looking at us like, my gosh, what is this feeling I'm feeling here? You know what it was? The presence of God. You know what? And I'm going to tell you, I enjoy playing some of the secular music stuff. I enjoy playing the Rolling Stones. I enjoy playing the Almond Brothers. But you know, I know what my purpose is. I know what I've been called to do. And, and, you know, these guys can tell you, I've been talking forever. I, my heart's desire is to have a music school where I'm raising these people up. And we're going out and we're going into it. And you know what? I keep getting closer every day. Isn't that awesome? I declare I keep getting closer every day. 
You know, your bakery is prophetic. You know, you carry an anointing and God's going to open doors where your cakes and your pastries and the things you put your hands to because you're prophetic are just going to bring salvation. They're going to bring healing through, through, through the gift that's in you. Man, I just see right now, I just see, I, I see just a heaven connection coming down on you, man. I just say, blaster, Lord. Just blaster all the way. Don't fight it. Just receive the full download because it's going to shift even more. Your ideas are going to get so creative that seasoned, seasoned bakers are going to go, where did you come up with that? You're going to lead the wave of the new way. You're going into the belly of the beast. You are. You're going into the belly of the beast. Joy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hey, I'll get this back before I get it. Uh, do you have any more? Well, I do. But I, Go. I just, I just really, re- real quickly, um, man, I'm going to explode. Um, Shannon, uh, Mariah, would some of you lay hands on, I, I just want to, to fully release on her. I just, I just feel there needs to be that full download, full connection. Just go ahead and pray it out and release it over. And I just declare, I just declare joy on them. I just declare no burden. I declare clarity. Hallelujah. Just full release. Just go ahead and release it guys into them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I keep getting coffee. Coffee. Man, I'm not up here to be. I, I'm. I, does coffee make sense to anybody? Okay, stand up. Coffee's not your avenue. But I'm saying that that's going to start in, that's going to, I, I just see, I, I see there is a shift coming for you and your husband. And matter of fact, you guys have really been debating and talking about this shift, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. And it's been uncomfortable sometimes, hasn't it? Okay. I, here's what the Lord says. Agreement is there. And unity is there. And, and as soon as that lines up, that shift is happening. And it's done. And, and, and God is going to help you guys give birth to the next move. That's it. Not just your new baby, but he is going to give birth to the next move that's in. And I have, I don't want to say it's not here. Is it in Stillwater or? Okay. All right. Okay, but, so anyways, hallelujah, praise God, um, praise God. How, how many other businesses are, like, like businesses are in here? 
like, like that have your own self you're, you're self-employed. That you do your thing. All right. We know you're an eagle, don't we? Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. I see right now that God is just, just he's like putting a divider up. He, he's, he's putting a divider up. And he's putting a door in that divider. And that door is going to be so clear to you all when it's time to step through and when it's not. When it's not. What's safe and what's not safe. I have a feeling some of you has, have at some point stepped into some unsafe territory where it may have cost you something. God says he's going to restore that, but he's going to take you into new beginnings, okay? Okay. Sarah, the Lord's not done with you as an eagle. He, he's given you that, that ability to soar over others to see. An eagle can see and has incredible sight. And that's not going to be just for you. It's going to be for others. We're going to call you, Sarah, the prophetic eagle. Okay? Because because you, you're going to have insight for others. There are going to be some that come to receive counsel from you. And Take that out of your heart that, that that's not you and you can't do that because it is you and that's what God's calling you to. All right? I just declare over these businesses right now that you're going into the belly of the beast and you are going to shake it up and you're going to bring light into the darkness and you're going to carry the prophetic anointing of the Holy Spirit into them things. Whether it be real estate. Whether it be hospitals and dentistry. What, what's yours? Uh, amen. We declare them are going to go into places that them are going to carry an anointing on them. And when they go into places, people will be set free. Holly, with your colors, the new colors God's going to develop through you. The prophetic colors, the prophetic anointing that's going to be on the things that you do. That's not going to stay in the Christian world, lady. It's going to go over into the belly of the beast. It's going to go into the world and people are going to see them things and they are going, the chains are going to come off and they're going to be broken. I, I, I really feel like God just shared that you're going to have an extreme, extreme success rate with addicted people when it comes to your colors. Hallelujah. You done? You know that was perfect. Are you sure you're done? Okay. Well, are you sure you're done? You're done. I just want to give the mic back. Uh, Candy, you, you do real estate, right? Okay. I, I just had a real quick word. I felt like the Lord said that every signing... Um, that you do uh, from this point forward is going to have a spiritual bonus that the owners didn't know they were going to get. 
Um, and I just feel like it's actually going to become your trademark. And the people will be like, you should go to candy. There's spiritual bonuses. So. I was just um, I was thinking about you, Kayla. Weren't you in, were you in Brides of Oklahoma magazine? There was an article on you. That is so amazing. God's daughter was highlighted in Brides of Oklahoma magazine. That is so amazing. That is God putting his masterpiece on his refrigerator for everyone to see. That's what it's all about. That's so awesome. Wow. Let's just, let's just pray in the spirit for a sec. I just, there's just something. <laughs> we might totally change plans here. I just feel like the Lord uh, says that some of you uh, have been culturizing and you didn't even realize that's what you were doing and that you need to come awake to it. And I just feel like the Lord's saying he's waking us up to where we are already sitting in culture. And he says, hey, I've been ready to move there the whole time. And Lord, just highlight those spots right now. I just feel, yeah, I just see the Lord poking you guys on the head with his big finger. <laughs> and he's poke, 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 poke. And he's activating saying, hey, this is actually where you're in culture. And uh, he's actually showing you on the battle map where he's positioned you as troops. And he's saying, hey, you have influence. Uh, Benjamin Ellis, you're positioned in your school for influence. I can see you. You're, hey, man, you're positioned in your school for influence. That God's actually selected you right now. Um, there's, there's kids in your school that actually aren't really believing believers. They're like adopted believers because their parents tell them that's what they have to believe. <laughs> but I feel like there's people in your school, and because you're actually a believing believer, that you bring that reality of heaven to them. And it doesn't have to look like this crazy thing, except that, hey, I actually do believe what the Bible says. And that that is profound to some of those people. And that there's a joy on you, Benjamin, that there's people in your school need. And that you carry just the smile of heaven on you, man. And that big smile, something about a smile is so attractive. You know, you see somebody smiling, you're just like, why are they smiling? I just want to smile too, stop smiling. I just feel like you, you've got the smile of heaven, just that's part of your DNA. Um, Do you guys have anything? Yeah. You have anything to But when, when Todd was talking about coffee, I know there's more people in the room that, and so if, if maybe he didn't really like particularly say something directly to you, I just want to encourage you to take, receive that. I know even someone in my, in my workshop earlier felt compelled to paint a coffee cup and she like had no idea why. And I don't know if the Lord has already revealed what it was, but I know that it also is a business something in business. So that, what you minister about business, I, it speaks to so many people in the room today, even more than peop, the people st that stood up. I know that. And so I just want to encourage you to take it, receive it, even if it's like, well, I don't know, because it's just so vague. 
this is a beginning to step in into the belly of the beast, as he said. So I just wanted to say that because I know there's other people in this room. And I, I want to encourage you guys. <clears throat> I just had something for Michelle. <laughs> um, I felt like the Lord was saying that with every strand of hair you cut, you're going to cut away hurts from people's past and that you're going to teach healing through your salon. <laughs> and I, I kept thinking about like how hair, you cut away dead ends that don't benefit you. <laughs> so you're going to cut away hurts from past. Father, I lift up Michelle, and I thank you because of what you've done in her life and the healing that you've done in her life, that she is able to use her business to teach healing to people and to people who are broken and hurt and don't even know you, that they will walk into her salon and just all of a sudden feel like they have a father who loves them, Father. And I thank you that her scissors are anointed. <laughs> I thank you for anointed scissors that bring anointing on the heads of people that drip down to their hearts, Father, and that heals them in the name of Jesus. I just feel like there's some people in here that have been trying to get a promotion and you haven't gotten it yet. Someone who wants a promotion at work but hasn't gotten it yet. Somebody? Anybody? Raise your hand. Nobody? Nobody wants a promotion. Okay. <laughs> Cornell, man. Okay. Um, is, there, is there anybody else? Have, maybe you haven't thought about it, but you would like one because you're like, maybe I'll get paid more. <laughs> Good. Okay. It's like the Lord's handing out candy. You're like, do you want a promotion? Uh, I just feel like there's, uh, you should try for assistant manager. You should try that. Um, I believe that the Lord's positioned some of you and he's been wanting you to come to the realization that you're about to lead the charge for Christ in your workplace. And that's for you, Cornell. That you're about to lead the charge for Christ. And yeah, you have Christians that you work with, but not all of them are believing believers, you know? And you have people with base level of faith, but they're not really living in their full identity. But it's, it's time to come out of the shadows, and it's time to actually pull up the flag and say we're running forward for the charge. And I just feel like there's a, a special anointing God's wanting to release. If I could get some uh, people just to lay hands on these people. And, and Lord, we just speak promotion, 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 that you promoted David in due season. And I, I declare due season, due season for the next step, for the advancement of these people. And Lord, that you've been waiting for the connection, that they are leading the charge in their workplace for the kingdom of God. They, their promotion is actually a captainship. It's them captaining and, and leading others. Hey, we're running towards Christ in our work. As we follow and are successful in our business and what we're doing financially, we're actually leading forward a charge in Christ. And God, I thank you that you've placed them strategically for advancement, not just to be employees, not to be entry-level employees, not just to be 
um, to, to always be in the servant position, but also in the servant leader position. And I just speak st- servant leadership. I just speak management ability that Cornell's never had over his life that he would awaken right now in Jesus name, a new level of management ability that he's never had before in his life. That is, is he's led the fifties and he's led the hundreds, but it's time for the thousands. Lord, I just thank you for the thousands leadership over Cornell in Jesus name. In Jesus' name, yeah. Lord, give my wife lots of money so I can put in our bank account. (laughs) That wasn't spiritual. Okay. All right, great, thanks. Praise God. Hey, Amy. God, yeah. You know, he's calling alive. He's, he's, he's calling it alive in you. You're pregnant with culture. And you feel that it's went dormant for a while. But it's time. He, he's going to step you in to where you're supposed to be. And I'm not, I, what you're doing now, God says is a tool. What's inside of you, he's put there, Amy, from day one. He knows right where you're at. And, and you're fixing to have that release, Amy. That, that culture that's going to come out of you is going to be different. You've always walked in love. And that's just going to elevate to a higher level, Amy. So we just speak release. From this day forward, God, we just thank you for that release. We thank you for that culture release that, that Amy has inside of her. We speak it alive. We just thank you, Father God. We thank you that Amy is of this house, but we want to share her with the world, Father God. Because, Amy, you are for this world. Anna, yeah, you weren't going to get out of this. We call alive in you too, Anna. Because the same culture she has, you have. And we speak, we speak that to a, a, a level that you guys will not be able to contain. That it's just going to pour out of you. And it's going to pour and it's going to pour. I want to tell you this. God says he'll be able to give you rest in this. But he is going to bring you to a place where you're going to see miracles. You're going to see stuff happen that you did not think you were really walking in a place. You were going to see this. But he has called you there. He's put you there. And and he knows right where you guys are at. And you're the same. You're of this house but we're going to share you with the world, young lady. 
That's right. That's right. And we just, we just thank you, Father God. We just thank you for, for the, oh man. We thank you for the Amy's and the honest, Father God. And I thank you, Father God, that, that you're opening doors for them right now, prophetic doors that we can't, we, we can't even imagine what you're going to open for them right now, Lord. But we are going to get to partake of it, and we are going to get to hear the testimonies of it, Father. Hallelujah. I keep hearing Tupperware. Does anyone have a Tupperware business or anything? Or sell Tupperware? Anybody? No? All right, that's okay. Have copious amounts of Tupperware from. Uh, I just feel the Lord um, speaking to me about this row here. Where's Anna? Anna. Bummer. Come back, Anna. Restroom. We can't can't go there. Oh well. And then anybody, um, twelve younger, the guys, two, twelve and younger. Well, not younger than twelve because you're not here. But I just was thinking to myself as I was asking the Lord. I knew that He was like burning something in me, but I couldn't figure out what it was. There's Anna. And um, I just, I, I just the Holy Spirit revealed to me that this is some breakthrough breakthrough wisdom that you all are getting to experience and have that we didn't have. Nobody in this room had. And God is bringing something new um, to make sure that some of what happened to us doesn't happen to you. So that you can pre-know and pre-know down in your heart that when someone tells you no, don't listen unless it ain't God. When someone tells you you can't, where is it coming from? Is it saying the Lord protecting you, saying no, don't do that? Or does it just come from people who have lived too much and are too negative? Do you know what I'm saying? And this is, this is, new, this is awesome God-filled truth for you to have and for you to carry through your life. And to, to please do the impossible Try to do something that seems impossible. Go for it. You absolutely can. And, and genuinely, don't let anybody shatter your dreams. And we all will do our best to make a promise to not be such Sally Sad Sex and Downy Devers. Debbie Downers, I always get that wrong. <laughs> and encourage you in your, in your pioneering of what comes next. You guys get what I'm saying? Because it's just like, I mean, in some of us, we had fantastic parents and some of us, maybe not, but somewhere along the line, someone told us we couldn't or don't do that. And obviously discipline is good and you need it in your life. And I can't wait to spank someone someday. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) But, (laughs) but I just want you to see, and I'm just going to pray over you. And I'm looking at this back row back here, too. You guys, 
Um, man, I'm really sorry for the mess that we've all made and that you're walking into. It's pretty bad. And uh, I hear stories at school, and it's just insane to me. And I just want you to know we're sorry. But there is a God, and he has a plan, and the plan is inside of you. And so go forward, spread the good news, love well, represent Christ, and stand for what you believe in. And don't ever just cater. You got what I'm saying? So, Father, I just bless these um, extra young newbies in the room. God, I just, um, Father, help me with my word. What's that word? I call them forward. I commission. I commissioned them, Jesus, to be successful in a very messy world. And I commissioned them, God, to come out the other end with all their arms and legs and fingers and toes. (laughs) They are not destined for brokenness and destruction and confusion. They are destined for greatness. And they are they who will always know who they are in Christ. And they are they who will always remember that the Lord spoke to them one weekend in 2017 and told them to go for the impossible and to dream big. And they are they who will clean up some messes and save lives. And so we surrender them to you, Jesus. And we say you protect them and you guide them all the days of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, does anybody out there um, have Texas license plates on your vehicle right at the moment? We're not going to bash you if you do. I mean, yeah, your car's being towed. Sorry about that. Okay, that wasn't... Okay, well, he just, God said, I just, I don't know, I was seeing a Texas license plate, and he just, all he said was, I love you. And so that was just pretty simple, you know. But um, uh, anyways, getting back to guitar playing. See, one of my favorite guitar players is, no, no, we really got off course, didn't we, there, guys? No, no. But um, I appreciate Kaylin giving us this time, man, so... I love God because he always does stuff way better than you expect. Like, that was amazing. (laughs) Um, I I do feel one thing that I just, uh, I feel like um, we need to address the fear of contamination. And, yeah, um, because I think probably the biggest hindrance to us going into the belly of the beast would be that fear of being contaminated by darkness. Which, is that a reality? Yeah. But let me ask you this. How was Jesus able to sit and eat in the house? Jesus went to the houses of sinners and ate. How was he able to do that? I, I think it's because the inward kingdom was greater than the outward kingdom. 
the reality of who he was as a son was greater than the deception of the ones he was sitting with. And most of all, the power, his motivation was love. Love is the most powerful thing ever because that's God. God is love. So therefore, love is the greatest force that we could ever experience. So, and this is great because our, our theme is loving well the past few Sundays. So I think if we are going out of love and not, uh, probably the biggest thing with the world is that is the motive. In the world, to be seen by people or self-promotion and stuff like that. See, we are all created to create. and We're also created to worship. That can be twisted to where our creation redirects the worship to ourselves. Right? So, like, that's where you get the Michael Jacksons and the, you know, the people who are crazy talented. But, but sadly, they created out of their desire to receive love and affirmation and to receive the worship that was due to God. Right? And so, I think if, if, we, are, if we go into the world believing that we are thermostats and not thermometers, that we actually set and change the atmosphere rather than taking it on, right? And if we do it in wisdom, so obviously, probably if you are fresh out of alcoholism, you probably have a process to walk before God's going to send you to minister to people struggling with that. Does that make sense? So submit to God's process, submit to God's timing, because maybe you do have a call to do that, but if you do it out of timing, it could be, could be destruction for you. See, God won't ever have you do anything that will destroy you, ever. So if, if he, God's calling you into the world, step into his timing, move in his motivation of love, believe that you can change the atmosphere. I think that's the key, and, and we will have success, and we will change culture. And we can go into the houses of sinners like Jesus, and we can be the greatest force that they've ever experienced. Right. You guys have anything else? Does anybody want to be a DJ? Like legitimately have thought about being a DJ? Seriously? Okay. Awesome. You going to stand up? <clears throat> stand up. Don't be shy. Now everyone judge her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is a joke. <laughs> She's like, I don't care. Um, I just heard the word uh, scratch. This is so funny because I don't really know that much about you, but, you know, like first impressions, I would have never guessed. But that's awesome. I think that's great. Um, and I was like, scratch. And then he was like, DJ. And I was like, okay. And so um, it is okay for you to explore something and see if you really like it. It is perfectly okay for you to just see if that's something that you're passionate about, that you're wanting to explore. And just because there's a bunch of crazy people out there in the world who, when they're with DJs, they're stupid, does not mean it ruins it for you. Okay? And I just feel like the Lord's saying you're like a songbird, but it's like your pipes are going to be electronic. And uh, your vocal cords are going to be digital. 
And so, you know, um, I feel like there is a wisdom that God wants to, to give you. Because um, I don't know if you ever heard of Skrillex? It's like, you know, it's just like, it sounds like a transformer falling downstairs and dying a horrible death. But I feel like there is some level of creativity, albeit it's not always pleasing to my ears, in that. And that you have the ability to, to explore that as well. And that there's a wisdom that you just ask for it. Just ask God, give me wisdom for this, Okay. Amen. Hey, you know, one thing that, that um, uh, I'd like to share, you know, a lot of things that have been said, you know, um, about going into the belly of the beast. One thing that I would like to say about that is if you're part of this house, I hope you've realized by now that we're just not like church here, that, that we're really kind of a passionate set of people that want to see God do the supernatural through the, the people of this house. The one thing I would say to you is if you feel like there's something calling you to that, like saying, you know, I'm going to put something together and, and we're going to go da da da. I'm going to give you the word counsel. Always get some counsel. Just don't take off by yourself and say, I got it. I'm gone. No, and, and no one knows what you're doing, especially in this house, because our idea set, especially mine, Shannon can tell you, I'd be like, well, they ain't going to support what me going and doing this. There ain't no way they don't understand what I'm talking about, man. Well, this house is so much, it's different. You go in and get counsel from Pastor CJ or, or you talk to, to Cornell, who's an elder, or, or, or you talk to, to Caleb or, or someone that's a leader in this house or even brothers and sisters in this house, man, that, that will give you tremendous counsel and, and pray with you and go, ah, I don't know. Maybe this ain't the season or maybe they're going to, partner with you and say, I, I feel it, do it, go for it, you know? But I, I have found out it's good to receive counsel into your life, especially when you're thinking about and going and poking something that is going to poke back. Because you just, you don't walk into that and get a free pass. I'll tell you that right now. There's going, there's going to be a counter. If you're, if you're running on offense, they're going to run a what? Defense. So get counsel, guys. Don't, don't, when, when you get a download from God, and believe me, I've had, I've had this experience. When I get a download from God, the first thing that kind of happens to me is I disconnect and I just want to run towards that. And, and, and I'm just like, oh, wow. Kaylin can tell you, man, I'll, I'll get a download about worship or something and off I go. And she goes, or even the worship team and, and all of them, they go, uh, when were you going to share that with us? And I go, oh, I thought I told you. And they're like, no, 
I was like, oh, we better sit down. So always receive counsel. Run it by somebody. Throw it out there. Don't be afraid of it being tossed around a little bit. It's good. My wife takes all my ideas and throws them under the bus, drives them over, picks them up, tosses them around again, and says, yeah, Todd, it'll work. She's acting like she don't, but she does. Hey, any of you guys here, does your wife ever throw you under the bus? No? Smart man. No, we won't go into that. Amid and I was talking about that earlier, weren't we, Amid? Yeah, smart move, Amid. But anyways, counsel's always incredible to get, especially when you're going to poke somebody. You want to share what you had? It was good. I kind of like this guy. I just, I just had a visual where they were talking about, you know, going into the belly of the beast and what that's looked like before and what that should look like. Um, so if I can get you three come over here and stand in a circle and hold hands like, a, like this type of idea. And I need three more people, big adult people, Sorry, it's a, it's a visual, so I gotta have a visual. Thank you. And you guys come and hold hands over here, these three. Yeah, just, you know, make a circle, you know, hold hands. All right, don't, you know, it's not, it's not weird, it's what it is. All right, so here, here's the two worlds. This is your spiritual uplifting world. This is the non-spiritual, this is the belly of the beast. All right, and then I'm going to play the representative of you. So this is what it looks like has happened before. We get over here, and we get in this circle. Let me in this circle. And then I get enthusiastic, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I break out, and I run into here. And then I'm like, oh, crap. What did I do? This is a bad idea. This stinks. I would have, this, this is not God. And I run back over here. And I'm like, yeah, that was God. That was the idea. And then you get the idea. You run back and forth. And what happens? You get tired. You burn out. And you're like, well, that can't be God because it didn't work. No, you did it wrong. Simple. So I think this is what we're supposed to do. We get in this side circle. And we take the circle with us. We take the environment... God made, and we go into the belly of the beast, open up. <laughs> now, now, okay, now this, the belly of the beast circle, try and form hands around the other three. The other three's inside, you're inside, inside. you're inside, you're inside. Now spread out, make your arms wide. Spread out, spread out, spread as far as you can go. As far as you go, all the way, all the way, all the way. And then what happens? It breaks open. Right? So it's not you. It's not your energy running. Right? You take the environment. You take what you learn. You take God's presence into the belly of the beast. Okay? I, I feel like there was that unclarity there. We've seen this before. We've seen, well, we, you know, so-and-so did that. They got burnt out. They got tired. It didn't work.
Okay, this is so good. So. <laughs> You're so prophetic. <laughs> <clears throat> so. All of that to say, no. <laughs> all of that to say, I think we've been doing evangelism wrong. Because I think all evangelism is, is creating what you were made to create. And being who you were made to be. Because, I, you know, so many times, evangelism is door to door. That sounds terrible. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we even did the treasure hunting thing a while back. Which, treasure hunting is awesome. It's a wonderful tool. And I did it to be a good Christian, you know. Uh, <laughs> you can laugh, it's okay. Uh, but I did it, but it just never felt natural, you know. But uh, not so long ago, I heard this idea about this, these uh, prophetic cards. And, and I was like, oh, I, I can do that. I can draw a card. I can totally do that. That's like who I, who I am, you know. And so, so, you know, but it's the same thing, right? Doing what you're made, sharing the gospel in a certain way. And so, so that's kind of what all this is about. And that's what the Outreach Card Station has been and stuff. And that's actually what we're going to be doing this evening. Um, is so, if you want to make a card, that's great. Hopefully, Holy Spirit's given you ideas of what you are and what you guys are made to do. And so when we go into the belly of the beast at dinner, wherever you go, Subway, I don't know, something better than that, um, that we will evangelize in this new way, right? Does that make sense? So I, I am feeling some ministry or something. We might jack our schedule up a little bit. What? Oh, Sheila? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to share one some, something. Uh, you know, Pastor CJ is always promoting books around here. And he, one of the books he recently promoted was by the Backlands. And you're crazy if you don't talk to yourself. I don't know how many of you all have read that book, but it's pretty awesome. I think it's transforming. I got into the last chapter in the book, close to the last page, and he shared a scripture, Proverb 11.11. It reads, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted but is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. And you think, well, what is that really saying? But what I got out of it, by the blessing of the upright, are we the upright? Okay, so it's by your blessing. And it said, by your blessing, the city is exalted. Your city. So how do you bless your city? Well, you're crazy if you don't talk to yourself. It have to do with words. Your words. God gave us power by the words of our mouth to exalt our city. And we've been talking about going into the belly of the beast. Okay. So we're the upright going into the belly of the beast. But we're not going unequipped or ill-equipped. We going with the word. And when you speak a word, who backs up your word? Okay. Well, who backs up the word of the wicked? 
So between who bags up your word and who bags up the word of the wicked, who's the most powerful? You know how they do that thing? Okay, so, so you bagged up by the more powerful one. So it don't have to be a whole lot of you to go and take the city. You know, if you go through the Old Testament, the majority of the time, God used a few to take the city. You know, Gideon collected all those men, and then God told him, uh, tell all the ones who scared to go back home. And uh, almost half of them left. At least they was honest. Then he told him to take the one. He said, you still have too many. And Gideon was like, what you talking about? You know who we got to go fight. So he said, take them down to the river. And I still don't understand this part. The ones who drink like this and the ones who drink like this, all of them who drink like this, tell them to go home. And Gideon was left for 300 men, and he was going to fight, I think, three armies, well-trained armies. And then God gave him the strategy. So one with the word of God is more powerful than all that are the belly of the beast. So when you go out, you go to school, you go into your workplace, you're around people who don't trust God, who don't believe God. You go into the marketplace, but you, don't, you go with the word. You go with his power backing you up. So every place you go is your assignment for you to affect that atmosphere by the word of God that is in you. Knowing that when you declare his word in this situation, you change the atmosphere. And the thing I'm finding in the place of my assignment is that the majority of the people are hungry. And they're looking for something else because what they have is not working. And you don't have to go saying, thus says the Lord. You know, that might turn them off. You just start a conversation. And the next thing you know, they waiting for the next day when you're going to tell them a little bit more. And next thing you know, the beast is no longer the beast. The beast is now part of the upright. Um, I just want to speak to something really quickly that it's kind of about going into the belly of the beast um, in the sense of the church and Christians beginning to invade industries and take territory and take ground. And uh, I feel like something that we just kind of really have a disconnect with is that these are real people. And I think for God to um, use us to do that, say, say to invade, like, you know, I would love to see the telev say the television industry invaded so much. There's so much, if you watch television shows right now, there's so much of a very specific social agenda that just is like the fabric of every single television show. And you could be like, they're just shoving this down my throat. You know, and I, it'd be so awesome to see God just so invade that, you know, and to end that, but, but I feel like, um, God, we have to be able to be trusted. God's got to be able to trust us with that. And part of that is how we're speaking over other people, not just ourselves, but over other people. And we tend to have a huge disconnect with like, for instance, I know that I'm not going to sit, I have enough 
character and fear of the Lord, I'm not going to sit around my house and trash Kayla. You know, even if I saw her do something horrible, like I know better than that, right? Um, if somebody walked in here off the streets were to walk in her, I feel like in this room, if somebody were to walk in, say just out of a, a life of prostitution or something like that, and they were to walk in here, you know, I believe every one of us would know how to love her well. I really do. She's not going to be like, this is a church. Nobody's going to, we're not, you know, nobody here is going to be like, this is a church, you can't be here. But we have a really complete disconnect between people that are, quote, famous or that are in front of us, whether it's in the entertainment industry or the political realm or whatever, like they are not a real person. So we know better. I think everybody in this room knows better than to sit around and just trash. Hopefully you're not sitting around and trashing me. Like if you are, stop. But you like, you know better than that. Even if you're struggling with me or something, you know better. But like, we'll take somebody like Miley Cyrus and it's just free reign. And I'm not talking about, hey, let's all pretend because she said I'm praying for you that she's an awesome Christian. I'm not saying that either. But I feel like God's got to be able to trust us that we will love those people well, even if we don't personally encounter them. And we don't know them, but he still can show us how to love them well and not using our creative nature just to speak death and destruction over them. Is there a person on this? This is just a huge revelation to me. Sorry. But is there a person on this earth that God didn't create? No. Boom. Whoa. Mind blown. So we all, every one of us have that, has that in common. God created her. God created Miley Cyrus. He created her and he created her whole as well, didn't he? And so I think this is something we just need. If we're going to be invading these territories, we have to come into a place where God can trust us. And it goes to the entertainment industry, the political realm, whatever. We have to quit cursing people. And we have to quit judging people and we got to know how to love those people well too and believe in them. And what would happen if we were praying for them? Really? If we were praying for them, I really believe the atmosphere, and that's part of the kingdom solution for this. Part of the kingdom solution is to get like what Kaylin was saying where the kingdom inside of people is bigger and they go in there and they vain and it's blown up. That's a big part of the kingdom solution. Another big part of the kingdom solution is that we would pray for them like God loves them and not like, and that we, and we won't tolerate. We think there's certain people that we don't personally know and we'll tolerate hating them. You know, like we think it's okay. I'm not, I'm, I, I mean, I've, I've struggled with that too. Like, I think it's okay for me to harbor hate in my heart, even though I never don't know the person. It's very unlikely I ever will, but we got to get past that. And I think for us to invade some of these territories, God needs to be able to trust us now that we'll love well now and believe in people and that we'll call out the best that we would call out the best in Miley Cyrus or whoever. So that's it. All right. Did you guys receive anything? Yeah. Um, let's do this. Um, if you want to say yes to whatever God has for you, I want you to stand up. <laughs> wow. Okay.
So let's, let's close our eyes and let's look at the face of the Father. And I want you to say this. Say, Daddy, what do you dream that I would do? And he's going to show you. And Todd, um, would you pray as a father and release us into the places that God has called us to, whatever that looks like? You know, she was, as we said, Daddy, what would you dream? I, I just really felt like he said to me, just spend more time with playing with me. Spend more time with my father. Father God, I just, right now, Father, we're, we're your children, and we just, we don't always get it right, but we don't always get it wrong. And I just thank you, Father, that we're here today, and, and we just want to be in your presence. We just, we just want to connect with our daddy. And right now, I just release us. I just release us. I, I, I see a big old phone switchboard, one of them old-time ones that you just plug all the things in. And I just see God has special connections for all of us. And I just release us into them connections with him, with him. And on the other end of that, the Father is waiting to connect in a way you've never connected. So I just release you now as his children. I release you to connect with him. To connect with your, your father that wants to play with you. Your father that wants to love with you. Your father that wants to lead you. Your father that, that, that wants to be involved in, in your financial life. Your father that wants to be involved in your school life. Your, fa your father that wants to be involved in your business life. I release that connection right now. Father, we thank you for that switchboard that all of our names are on, Father God. And all we got to do is plug in. I just thank you, Father, for a supernatural connection. I thank you, Father God, that, that you are my father and my daddy. Just lift your hands right now. And just look up and envision him smiling at you. He loves you. He loves you. And he has a big smile for you. Hallelujah.
Father, I just say right now, as their hands are lifted up, just touch them, Father God. Touch the palms of their hands, Father God. Just drop something into them. Just drop something into each and every one of them. Hallelujah. Just thank you for that, Father. All right. Is there is there any of you here that are not spirit filled with the evidence of speaking in tongues? I'm just going to say it that way. All right, one. All right, two. Well, I have news for you. You're not leaving here. <laughs> Do you have a desire to be? Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, right now we just we just start laying the We just start laying it, Father God. We just start laying the foundation, Father God. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. We thank you for that incredible gift just dropping, Father God. We just thank you for the the filling, Father God. I just thank you, Father God, for, for that gift that is for everyone. And I thank you, Father God, for that gift for them. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, I just, I just, I just declare, I just declare their, their language released inside of them, Father God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you for that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wow, I just feel a, um, wow. I just feel that we're supposed to release a, uh, just a mighty shout and um, just an exuberant praise to God for the culture that our children are going to live in because of what we change in this generation. Because we say yes to God. And because we are willing to risk our lives to go into the belly of the beast, to blow it up so that no more planets can be destroyed by that Death Star. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. So God, we say yes to you. And we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah!
mascot. Josiah, come here. Josiah, go play something. Thank you, Jesus. We partner with you for breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. An army is rising, and the people are fighting with the king of kings. <clears throat> An army is rising, and his people are fighting with love as the greatest of all things. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I saw something that I feel like is a prophetic act. Are you guys ready to do something? <clears throat> Let's line up in a single line all across this way, facing this way.
And, uh, and link arms just kind of like this. Like this. See what I mean? No, Shan, come here. So, like, put your arm out. Like this. And we, we may need to curve. We may need to curve. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. Okay, what I'm feeling, this may feel really silly. I feel like it's going to break something, though. Okay? What we're going to do is we're going to do a wave, like a wave pool with our arms linked, okay? But what this is going to represent is the wave of culture that is coming, the wave of shift that is coming to our culture through the children of God, okay? Okay, so start at this side. You guys, wave it. Wave it. There we go. Wave it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. Okay, now go again. Continual, continual. Just keep it going, keep it going. Keep it going. And in your heart, say yes to God. Say, yes, I will make waves. Yes, I will make waves. Yes, God, I will make waves. I will make waves. I will make waves for your kingdom. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Lord. Wow, wow. Wow. Wow, you. Could you come with me? Come with me. You got something? Okay. Would you pray out whatever's in your heart, okay? Will you do that? You don't just just pray out. Just say something. You want to? In the microphone. Is it okay? You just do it. Just pray out. Just pray out. Yep. Yep. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Wow. <laughs>
All right. I, I just really feel so... I don't know. Uh, to me, man, there's just an anointing on this, man. And... Um, I really... Okay, I'm just going to say it. Just crazy. When we start again, when Daniel starts again, he's going to be releasing prophecy out to you guys. There's going to be prophetic prophecy released out. And I believe there will actually even be some interpretation. Okay? You willing, Daniel? All right, let's go, guys. Just thank you for releasing that wave, Father God. We thank you for it. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did anybody receive a word as he was doing that? Anybody? Candy. I just felt like I just felt like God was saying, I'm releasing to you skill. I'm releasing to you direction. I'm releasing to you new ways to carry out your work. Um, as, as Daniel was doing that, I just saw someone uh, doing the motion, like with their hands, sort of like this. So I did that myself, just from what I was seeing, and it was like a cloud. It was something white that they were molding. So this is for someone who's molding, sculpting, creating something, and then they let, they let it go, just like like smoke. But you, you have the skill. And so I, I agree with, with, with uh, um, my sister here because, with Candy, because I, I saw the same. It was, it was a skill that he, the person that was doing this knew what they were doing. And all they had to do was release it. So, yes. Okay. Okay. Now what I feel is that each of you have gone 
through the line and receive from the Lord this fireball. So now carry your fireball to your next workshop, okay? And it's going to blow up. All right? Carry your fireball to your workshop. Carry your fireball with you to dinner. Oh. Start the wave today. Start the wave today by blessing the socks off your servers at dinner. Because you're carrying a fireball. And believe when we come back tonight that we're just going to keep feeding the flames and that fireball is going to grow and grow until we are the consumed ones. All right? Mm-hmm.